I didn't think that through. Hold on. Oh god. Oh god. There you go. That one's for me. Holy shit. Give me my notes. You guys, the growler is hard. This is we really need to find a more efficient way. This would be a good time. I kind of love it. Before we get into the biet, this would be a good time to mention that today's episode is brought to you by Empirical Brewery. Julie. Exploring the science of beer. Uh, so we're pouring some growler shots. So are, are are we ready for the biet? Yeah, I mean I'm always ready All for right, the biet. It's a short it's a short biet. Okay. <clears throat> uh, hey Julie. Yeah. Who's got two thumbs? Speaks limited French and forgot how problematic the spanking episode is. This one. <laughs> I couldn't. I knew it was coming, and I was still pissed off. I love it. I love it. Ugh. I love no, it. No, not you. The oh. episode. You know, it's we'll get there because there's a lot to talk about with this one. Yep. And it, I, I, for the most part, think it's all right. Like, I think it's like a, a clear eyed exploration of the way that the time you exist in can shape you, even if you're fundamentally decent. Mm-hmm. Right. But. <laughs> but. But her butt. Mm-hmm. Her butt. She um, can't even sit on it. Yeah. Sit on it, Claire. Sit on it. Um, hi, I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. Hey. Uh, and this is Podlander Drunkcast, an Outlander podcast. Today we are talking about season one, episode nine of Outlander, The Reckoning. Mm-mm-mm. There's actually a G on there. I just felt like playing it fast <laughs> and loose. <laughs> uh, a lot like... Nope. There isn't really any like... No, I guess like a lot like Leary. A lot yeah. like Leary McKenzie. Fast and loose is right. Oh, I don't want to be judgy. Or more like... Dumb and stupid. <laughs> I hate her so much. We'll get to, we'll get to this, but I tried really hard as we talked when we talked about Leary in season two. I tried really hard to put myself in her shoes again, and it's interesting because I think it's like, oh, you're stupid, you poor thing. You're stupid, you poor thing. You're, you're so stupid, dumb. you poor thing, bitch. <laughs> It's right? like when I first saw her, I was like, oh god, oh she sucks so hard. And then by the end, I was like, I hope you die. <laughs> I mostly I think it's really hard. Oh God! But I remember dude, being that stupid. She, I remember being that stupid. I was stupid. young once. I was never that fucking stupid. <laughs> well, well. I have friends listening to this who might believe otherwise. Uh, before we jump in today, we are drinking Julie. What are we drinking? We are drinking Empirical Breweries Honey Rye Cream Ale. We have had this in the past. It's one of our favorites. Oh, it's so good. It's delicious. Uh, we are also drinking, and we have to thank you all for this, a teeny tiny bottle of Villa Jolanda, Jolanda. Prosecco mm-hmm. uh, with extra sec. That's what it says on the back. <laughs> extra dry. Yeah, come on. Extra sec. Um <laughs> extra sick uh and that's because we had our biggest month in the history of the podcast last Mm -hmm. month and it wasn't close i assume that part of it is because you all just wanted to hear janine's reactions to the boning Mm -hmm. um but regardless it was the by far the biggest month we've had it was really excited for all of us julie had a bit of a bummer of a thanksgiving a bit uh and it really lifted her spirits it did it did uh even with that boot on Oh my God. You if you didn't tune into the bonus episode, you won't know, but poor Julie um, broke her foot for justice. 
<laughs> I broke my foot because I was wearing the wrong fucking shoes to protest. That's really it. It wasn't even like I kicked somebody in the face or like tripped over a barricade. No, I was just no. wearing moccasins and it was dumb. Beyond the barricade, I will Ooh. wear moccasins on my feet. But you guys, you guys, tomorrow morning, I find out if I can take off the littlest boot. Ooh. I hope I can take it off. Well, let's go tune in next week for continuations of the boot saga. Find out if I take that shit off. Um... So yeah, so that's what we're drinking today, and Mm -hmm. uh, now let's talk about The Reckoning. All right. So where do we start with this thing, Julie? We start out with a voiceover, but this time it's not Claire. It's Jamie. And you know what's interesting about this? It's, I mean, first of all, it's the only time so far that we've gotten an episode from somebody's perspective other than Claire's, Mm -hmm. except for the sort of Frank episode, Mm -hmm. where we were jumping back and forth between Frank, but Frank didn't get a voiceover. Nope. So this is the only, and I gotta say, we we make fun of those little monologues from time to time, Mm -hmm. but our girl Kitchen and Baltham is way better at it than our friend Sam Yeah, our friend Sam Hugon was not ready for this. No. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. okay. Would still fuck the voice. Of course. fuck that voice. Whatever. But he was not really ready for the- We got to earn that explicit rating early today. Real early. Anyway. Are we rated explicit? Oh, yeah. Fuck yes. Of course we are. It's our default setting on iTunes. I don't even bother to change it. Why would you? No. I'm going to drop all the F-bombs. It's always going to be this way, folks. It's always going to be this way. (laughs) So, it's Jamie- Talking to the ether, whatever. I know. I don't know how that works for you when you do a monologue. I imagine talking to the ether. Uh, And it's very similar to Claire's Blue Vuzz monologue in that it starts out in nature and then it tightens up on Jamie by himself thinking about things. And he's talking about how he's always made a choice. Like he'll come up to a decision and then he follows a choice and follows it through to its logical conclusion. And it's. I think it's leading up to what we see later. And one day I realized all those choices <laughs> had led me to where I am. Yeah. And when I realized that, that oh God, my accent's even worse than usual. <laughs> that was when I became a man. Yeah, that was I when I became a man. I'm pretty like, sure no. that when you became a man, Jamie, is when Claire bit your nipple to teach you that pain could be pleasure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's when you actually became a man. Janine, do you have an opinion on that? I completely agree with that. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. <laughs> but still, choices. Okay. Uh, um, choices. He, he did say at one point, every day man has a choice between love and hate, and I burst into tears. It's a difficult time to be mm-hmm. um, a human with feelings. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so we get through this Jamie log. Right. And wind up where? We wind up with um, our Scottish dudes talking to the deserter, Horrocks, who's the one that actually saw. Remember, Horrocks. Rocks. 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 Points at Claire. Points at Rocks. Points at Claire. Points at Rocks. Just kidding. Um, just kidding. That's and not what our, our main man, Horrocks, is kind of a douchebag, and he gets his money, but he sounds just like Bono. which maybe actually makes him and you know more of a douchebag at the end he leaves unsatisfied because he still hasn't found what he's looking for Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and you know that's really hard because he's wandering where the the streets streets have have no names names. cheers cheers you guys are so together we try you know why you know why we're so together because it's sunday bloody sunday Oh my God! Oh, Nailed it. You got me. It's, it's also a beautiful day. No, it was not a beautiful day in Chicago. Let my boot tell you. Come on, Julie, give it one love. Oh God! Ah! Oh God! We got. Ah! Ah! 
Alice and I will do this podcast with or without you. <laughs> no. Oh, God. We've gotten to a hole. I, no, I we're, can, back, we're, we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Anyway, Horrocks totally sounds like Bono. But they give him the money, and what does he say? Dun, dun, dun. Who was the guy that shot the guy that Jamie's blamed for killing? Guess. The beach. Mm-hmm. So... We're once again reminded how horrible a horrible person is. Although we should keep in mind that this is a like a totally bullshit dude telling them this. True. And while we can completely believe that it was the beach who did this, mm-hmm. it could also. I mean, we, we just got we verify our sources. Right. Not a reputable source. No. Horace right? is not a reputable not. source. So it could be somebody else. At the mm-hmm. very least, the information he gave him, true or not, is unusable. Right. He can't say anything about it. Nobody's he can't gonna be like, believe oh, him. Well, I'm innocent because it was that guy, the one who gets to decide whether I'm innocent or not. Right. That's mm-hmm. not useful. That's not useful, whore rocks. The whore rocks. Get out. And they throw a bag of gold at him and he runs away. And then who shows up? I almost up? made a leprechaun joke there, but, but I stopped. Little Willie Poopy Pants. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Willie. So he's Willie comes running up. He's it. very upset. He explains that Claire escaped and he tries to pass it off like, I went to take a piss. And I'm like, Willie, why are you so ashamed? Well, and, and everybody's of like, then why, then why do your boots smell like human feces? <laughs> Light a match, Willie. <laughs> uh, what are matches? Uh, yeah. What? What? But so Willie comes back and he's like, oh, Claire got away. I had to take a piss. And I saw Redcoats taking her. Yeah. And so everybody flips the fuck out. They're headed north. Mm -hmm. So now we realize that we have actually gone back a little bit in time. So we are witnessing what they went through while while Claire was getting taken to Fort William. And this leads to one of my favorite little reversals in the series so far, which is when Jamie, after... um, we don't get all that all that many action sequences in Outlander that aren't incredibly disturbing battles. So this is really fun because everybody just, and Murtaugh gets that one time where he says, thank you. And then he knocks somebody out with the butt of his gun or oh, whatever. That's coming up and I have an right. impersonation. Oh, go for it. Uh, that. OK, so they go to Fort William and they gorilla their way in and Murtaugh and claim Jamie have this guy in the stable and Murtaugh has a, he's pinned down and Murtaugh has a knife to his nads. And they're like, where's the. British woman, where is she? Where is she? And he's like, I don't know, I don't know. And they're like, you know. And then like the knife's getting closer and closer to his nads. And then he finally says, he's in the ta- she's in the tower with uh, Blackjack Randall, whatever. And Jamie's like, Ugh, and leaves because now he knows where he's going. And then Murtaugh stands up and looks at this guy and goes, thank you. <laughs> and then knocks him out with the butt of his gun. It's thank you. It's really hard <laughs> because we started this podcast in season two. It's very difficult to backdate exactly when Julie and I became so obsessed with Murtaugh. I think that it probably began in earnest right around uh, Jimmy needs a woman and Lady will be a lassie until the day she dies. I think mm-hmm. is actually when it sort of started. Uh, but definitely here is I, by, by this time, uh, I have a fever and the fever is more Murta. Yeah. Right. The only prescription is more Murta. Yeah. Um, because it's just, it's the littlest moment, but it's the best right before that though. There was an incredible sequence that I did not know is how it worked. Did you see Jamie put his kilt on? Do you know how a man puts the kilt on by laying on the ground? So I've seen, yeah, it's this weird rolly, apparently, first of all, apparently all Scotsmen have different methods. But you see Jamie do this a couple times throughout the show, and this time it's Julie's favorite little bumper sequence where we get the title card. And he has to lay on the ground and like roll around. 
So I guess they don't have the same. I'm just like everybody else. I put one pant leg on at a time. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's the closest thing I've ever seen to a male equivalent of the weird shit you have to do to get pantyhose on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like it's like. Yeah. He lays it out on the ground and like burritos himself up and then throws it over <laughs> and throws the brooch on. Burritos. It's pretty interesting. That actually sounds like really cool. Mm-hmm. Blanket burrito. You're welcome, Neil. I got distracted when I was watching it again this morning where I, when I thought, man, somebody should take the sequence and make it go backwards so that everybody can fantasize about Jamie slowly taking his kilt off, only to take it off, he has to lay down and, and roll wiggle around. around. <laughs> right? So they're in Fort William now. We know that the game is afoot. They're sneaking around with their incredible guerrilla warfare skills, which they actually have. And so Jamie knows she's in the tower now and he figures out a way to get up there. Like he knocks out one guy silently so that nobody else knows. And he, Hey, hey, point of interest. Yeah. Remember, uh, slight spoiler alert. We won't put it in the spoiler section because it doesn't really matter. But you remember when they steal the cannons in season two? Yeah. Your favorite non-sex sex scene. And he comes back all covered with the chip. How come mm-hmm. they didn't do that? I don't know. I thought about that a little bit. I was like, makeup missed opportunity. Come on. Smear you, some mud you got, on your face. You, you're, I know you're in a hurry, but like, it's not like there's a shortage of mud in Scotland. I'll tell you why they didn't do it. <laughs> why? Just a second. Put a pin in that. Okay. So he goes around and he finally figures out, here's how I can get to the tower, but he comes out on top of it. He's like, how am I going to get down there? And he looks over the edge and it's nothing but the vast wide ocean, like 500 feet below him. And he's like, fuck this. And there's a rope hanging there. I don't know what the, it was something I'm sure to do with if a ship pulled in, pulling something off of a ship. But he uses it to rappel down the side of the tower. And he's about halfway between the top of it and the window when you hear Claire scream, which is we know what's happening. And he's like, and he gets down there and he gets in the window and he looks in and sees and then he cocks the gun. And And this is my favorite reversal that we because we end the first half of season one. And I'm not sure that we even talked about this exact last line with you, Janine, because it's like, go ahead and file away in the part of your brain that's really confused sexually about Jamie Fraser. Um, I'll thank you to be taking your hands off my wife. Wow. Oof. That's <laughs> why that's why he couldn't have mud on his face. Because he had to look hot he in had that to shot. have that moment. Oh, that's exactly Oh, but we why. already know how hot he looks with no, no, mud no. on his face. It had to be cleaner just jay it had oh, to be like jay i'm gonna try to do it as sexy it, as i can hold on we're gonna screenshot that shit yeah <gasps> oh thank you to be taking your hands off my wife <laughs> yes a little bit but then blackjack randall has that great moment that i love where he gets stopped mid-rape and starts laughing because he just truly cannot believe that this is happening jamie gets it's in a, it is a great <clears throat> moment Menesness moment if you were to make a list of the top 10 best moments of the series it would be in there it wouldn't be at the top but no, it'd be in the man, hunt that, that would be a very hard list to make so we'll have to do uh, that sometime oh so he gets in and he's got this gun and then Beach comes back and like gathers himself and then he puts a knife to Claire's throat and it's like, you step any closer, I'm going to slit her damn throat. And you, we know that he will. So Jamie takes this threat very seriously and he sets the gun down on the table and you're like, Jamie. Mm. I would like to point out that Jamie is wise in that he doesn't underestimate a fucking crazy person. Right. Unlike roughly 52% of the American people. Although I guess not. Popular vote, what, 46? Is 40, it 46? 46 to Whatever. I, a really fucking sizable percentage of the American people. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So he lays the gun down and then B just like, I'm on this. And he's doing all his evil monologuing with Claire and she's, her boobs are out. It's horrible. And he's like, got a knife right to the throat. And he 
crabs There's also over. all the talk about whether or not Jamie will show him his back right. to see his handiwork. Right. And do you want to watch me rape your wife and like all this shit? He's just being horrible. And he crabs his way over to the and gun. And obviously turned on too. It's yes. He, ha- he crabs Real his way squicky. over to the gun and he picks up the gun and points it right at Jamie's face and pulls the trigger. Click. Guess what? Gun's unloaded. Freaks him out for a second. Hot shit. And then Jamie beats the shit out of him. Yes. That's that's like But then guess there, what? We also briefly there's a moment where Beach transfers the knife to Claire's nipple. Yeah, Ooh. or gut. He's like he's there, pointing but it right here. There's also a nipple moment, isn't there? That's when he is threatening her when she's by herself. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Right. But anyway, yeah, it's still gross. It's gross. It's all disgusting. But he picks up, He picks up that gun and she puffs poof, to you. It just puffs in his face. And then Jamie's like, bam, just like knocks his face into the table. He's out. And then Jamie has his monologue comes back and he's like, I don't know why I didn't kill him. And I laugh because that's exactly what I was writing. I was like, Jamie, why the fuck didn't you kill that asshole? <laughs> because he's got a sense of honor. Yeah, well, that honor is going to be hard to come by in two episodes. You know, there's yeah. one thing we can maybe add this to a list of things that Jamie is not good at. Yeah. Jamie is not good at being a ruthless killer. Jamie is not good at being a ruthless killer. Or let's put it this way. Jamie is not good at kill although no you know what backtrack because remember ned gowan said don't kill anybody oh that's right because they're on they're in fort william so it would be bad idea so they're already doing something that like incredibly illegal all the action of this episode is going to be uh springing from the fact that they had to do this incredibly problematic thing to bust Claire loose. Um, And Ned Gowan said, don't kill people, which is why Jamie had all the guns unloaded. So I'm not sure why he says, I don't know why I didn't kill him. Although I guess in theory, he could have killed him. You know, he could have, he could have killed him and then dumped him out the window. That's right. And then he would have disappeared into the fucking sea. And nobody would have known. They would have been like, oh, Blackjack Randall, he's probably off, um, you know, whipping some dudes. Yeah. Anyway. He's off with the Duke of Sandringham. I can't wait. So they leave. They get Claire. There's a big to-do when they're leaving. Like, they get caught, whatever. But then there's this huge explosion. Boom! And all the soldiers in Fort Wheeler are like, ah, and they can't hear. And you have that scene, obligatory these days now, I believe, where after an explosion happens, you hear, oh, yeah. The, the Hold on. Here. Hold on. Same time. Ready? Wee. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> and then um, they get away. And then I believe we just rejoin them at Castle Leoc. Well, well, that's when we get credits, I think, isn't it? Oh, or no, 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 no. It uh, it goes on beyond that. Hold on. Let me think about this. We don't go to Castle Leoc. We go to a tavern. Well, yes. first they have the fight. They have the little fight by the river. Oh, my God. That's right, because I didn't take any notes during this fight because it was so good. Oh, it's great. Tell me about the fight. Um, <laughs> Janine is very excited. I did have one comment. It's so- been a while. <laughs> it has been a while. So they're, they're um, so Dougal and the boys. <laughs> The lads. Basically, they get like Heavy D and the boys, whatever. Diggle and the boys <laughs> and like uh, Jamie and Claire are, they've escaped. It's the next morning and they're like by this babbling brook. It's great Scottish porn. And then all of a sudden there's this perfect mist and I'm like, do they have a mist cannon? Do they like the show people? Do they just like have a mist over there? I think maybe Scotland is like actually just like that. Just misting. All right. So it's full of fairies. It's just going to show up. You're right. Fairies. So you can tell that all the dudes are pissed. And Claire and is... And this is part of why this episode is complicated. We'll right. get there. And Claire is very, like, quiet. And, of course, she's just been through some trauma. So, of course, we understand why. But Jamie's like, all right, I'm going to go talk to my wife. And then they go off a, a little piece away from the guys. Of course, 
They uh, start screaming at each other. Away. Not far enough away. <laughs> like, not even close. But they do start having a very realistic argument. Oh, yeah. Which is all about... <laughs> You don't tell me what to do and and then go back and forth. And then you finally realize she says some really shitty stuff to him. He says some really shitty stuff to her. They're both angry and hurting. And then Jamie sits down because he can't believe he what did he call her? He called her a bitch or something. He did something really like gross. And after she called him a fucking idiot or something. uh, Fucking sadist. Yeah. You're a fucking sadist. Later. Mm hmm. Fucking bastard. Fucking bastard. That's right. Because later when he says it, he says, what is fucking? Yeah. (laughs) So she screams at him. He screams at her. But then he sits down and he's like, I just rescued you from Fort William with my bare hands and an unloaded gun. And Fort William is where he got whipped until he almost died. Right. And then he goes, and he we just already sits know down that Jamie's got that. a little PTSD thing going. And he goes, you are ripping my guts out. Oh. And it was so, it was real. And Sam Huhan, you know what? Good job. Those are snaps. Good job, buddy. And then Claire's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then they're both sorry. And they apologize to each other. And things are kind of on the up and up now. Like, and they also they're okay both together. have good points. His point is, why the fuck did you ignore me when I told you to just stay here because that's the safe thing? And her point is, don't tell me what to yeah, fucking do. Oh, oh, no, but you don't care about my opinion because I'm only a woman. Mm-hmm. And like, they're both good points. Mm-hmm. And he, of course, doesn't have all the information because what he doesn't know is that she realized she was by Craig Dick Rocks. <laughs> yes. Uh, and needed, uh, wanted to see if she could get back to Frank. So she didn't just leave to piss Jamie off. She left because she was trying to get back to her own fucking time. What was the end game there, though? She would have pissed him off either way. What if she just disappeared? Yeah, but like. Julie, we have penicillin. I know. It's real. <laughs> and birth control. It's true, but we don't. I, let's just, I want to make penicillin the. the showers. I, we I have showers. That was the first piece. Yeah, but, well, I mean, penicillin That's is a important. Very, Although I'll tell you I this, am allergic. and this isn't a spoiler. Mm-hmm. In, you're allergic to penicillin? Yeah, I am. I'm, you know what, Julie? I'm really glad I know that as your friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We Someday. Yeah. <laughs> you may need when, to know this. Which hopefully never happens. Yeah. If the EMTs arrive mm-hmm. because you've thrown yourself out of a window because <laughs> right you hate Leary so much. Uh, don't put it past me tonight. Uh, I'll say, it. oh, by the way, she's allergic to penicillin. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I'm allergic to, though. Uh, I'm allergic to uh, uh, cut grass. Oh. Really? And I'm allergic-ish to bees, but only mm. ish. Not, not like, like a my girl situation. Like I don't need oh, an encrypt. No. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sad. Uh, no, I don't need uh, a, an incredibly overpriced to EpiPen. fuck children EpiPen. EpiPen. Um, uh, I do, however, have the issue where if I get stung, I swell a little bit. Gross. And I somehow have, I've stepped on a bee once. I've only been stung by a bee once and it was at a dinner when i was at bada oh. and i was reaching for a like a that chafing dish mm-hmm. on like a dock next to our next to the thames and fancy uh, and a bee stung me and my whole hand swelled up and my teacher said mark wing davy yes. said do you need some benadryl and i said yes and i had never had to take benadryl because i've had sort of a charmed life injury wise knock wood 
So I didn't realize you shouldn't take it and drink. Oh, man. So I'd already been drinking. Then I kept drinking. Mm -mm. And by the time we hit 11 p.m., I was standing in line to get the sixth Harry Potter book in Oxford. And there were Hagrid impersonators and owls and fire eaters (laughs) everywhere. And I thought I was going to (laughs) die. It was great. There are pictures of me from that night where I look like, I don't like, I don't know, like, like Augustus Gloom. But skinnier. You know when he walks in and he sees the chocolate factory and he's like, his eyes are filled with wonders because everything is edible and it's just Christmas. Like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Only hammered. Yeah. And out of your mind. And slightly skinnier. And you wanted to go to sleep so bad. No. Harry Potter. Oh, man. Benadryl. I stayed up all night and read that book. I slept two hours. I'm a champion. Uh, After After a Benadryl and and drinking, you might have a superpower. Bamf. And that is taking Benadryl. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, uh, so they have this wonderful fight. I mean, terrible fight, but wonderful. Like, right. really well acted, <clears throat> really well written. And you think, oh, everything is settled between them. And then they go into town, and they are at a tavern. And Heavy D and the boys, <laughs> Heavy Gelf and the boys are all at their tables. Oh, it's Heavy D is fine, because Ducal. Yeah, Heavy D. Heavy D and the boys are all over there, like, talking and telling jokes and stuff. And Claire's kind of on the outside, and she starts trying to interject herself into the conversation, like she always has. But nobody is looking at her or listening to her. It's like she doesn't exist. And I said, that's my future. (gasps) No, it's not. Julie, you demand to be seen more than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. (laughs) If you guys watched uh, fucking, what's the Tina Fey show that was on Netflix with Titus Burgess? Kimmy Schmidt. Thank you, Kimmy Schmidt. Carol Kane, that's my future. I'm going to chain myself to a motherfucking backhoe and nobody is going to pay attention because I'm a middle-aged woman. (laughs) First of all, no. (laughs) Reasons. One, you've already got Elaine Stritch glasses. You cannot ignore somebody in Elaine Stritch glasses. You just can't. Think Mm -hmm. of every time you've ever seen a picture of Elaine Stritch. I can't ignore that. Right. But then again, I appreciate quality. Two, you're 10 times louder than Carol Kane. <laughs> I don't, I really don't know if that's true. She, she's fucking loud. <laughs> oh no, she is. But Julie, I, I've met you. Yeah, I've I'm met you loud. both. That's not true. I've never met Carol Kane. <laughs> she's God, very I funny. I hope she's a listener. She's very funny. Um, uh, three, uh, you got that ass. It won't oh, well, quit. I mean, until I'm 45 and nobody looks at it and then I'm invisible no, but and the, nobody but listens to Sometimes you'll be walking down the street and people won't know that your ass is 45. Well, they'll just see an ass that won't quit. <laughs> but it won't quit. It's an ageless ass. Well, you know what? We, and, and we're, I'll take that. We're entering into winter. I'll take that. You know, and you know what? Nobody will see my ass in the winter because I got my new coat. Yeah, but they'll sense it. You'll see. They'll see the puffiness going. Fwomp, 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 so fwomp. like the underalls ad from the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've we've okay, we've got too far. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so so they're in the tavern. Claire obviously realizes all the dudes are ignoring her. She's like, I'm going to bed. The second she leaves, Murta is like, she doesn't understand. She doesn't know what it is that she might have cost us. You have to make sure she understands. And Jamie is like, I know I do. And he gets this look on his face that's like 10% joy, 70% dread, and then like 20% curiosity. Is yes. that a good ratio? Yeah. It's mostly dread, but there's a little like, hey, there's hey. a little there's something. There's just a little. And then, and just not knowing. So here's where we get to a scene. That is as controversial 
in the show as it is in the books. People have very complicated reactions to it. Uh, I am among those people. Uh, it is the spanking scene. I know about this from, se- from our talk in season two. Yeah. Well, no, because this is because we showed you the makeup sex. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's yes. why oh, we yeah, gave you context right. for the makeup sex. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So what Jamie explains is you and I are cool, but here's oh. the thing. It wasn't just me. It wasn't just me. And you need to realize and understand what it is that you did and you need to learn it. So you won't do it again. And I can tell you from personal experience that nothing will do that like a hiding. Mm hmm. And she says, oh, oh, God, oh, you're right. Nope, you're right. I won't ever do it again. And then he just goes forward. And there is it's like a chase scene. It is like a chase scene. Like he chases her around the room. And there's music. The music is ridiculous. You know, I understand the impulse because you don't want it to seem like Jamie is a domestic abuser. Except for Jamie is a domestic abuser. Except for that his... Later repentance and also his reasons for doing it are different than, say, the many, 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 many men in this and all countries who beat on the women who love them because they can and it makes them feel powerful. Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't Jamie needs to feel powerful. This is Jamie. It's this. It's actually and it, this is infuriating. But it's the same argument that parents who spank their children make, which is that this is going to make this lesson stick in -hmm. a way that other things won't. And I think that argument's bullshit, but it is not one that's unfamiliar even today. It's just not something we say about grown-ass women. I will say this. He gets in there with his belt, he gives her a few whipping, and then Claire is like, fuck you and she gives a little bit back she fucking kicks him in the face she nancy drews him she nancy drews him in the face she she gets her marks in like later you'll see him he's got a little bit of a black eye and these big claw marks across his face there's a joke the next morning about who is beating who yeah yeah yeah, great great whatever um it's complicated it's complicated the important line and is it line in it is i said i was going to punish you i didn't say i wasn't going to i was not going to enjoy it mm-hmm. um which in that moment is not at all sexy mm-hmm. but when it comes back at the end of the episode it's a little bit it's, sexy. It's, it's a little sexy it's a little bit sexy so it happens it's horrible and I, then- but i'm real curious people who are listening find us on twitter tell us what you thought about this scene because at podlandcast uh because i everyone i've talked to has a different reaction mm-hmm. if if they're female they're all on some level troubled by it but mileage may vary right mm-hmm. like he does not it's not somebody staying with their abuser for all of the like gaslighting reasons that people do. Mm-hmm. Um, Claire never thinks it's her fault. Mm-hmm. Uh, she never thinks she should be treated this way. Right. Uh, she also doesn't ever actually seem to think that Jamie is a bad person. She's just rightfully super pissed. Mm-hmm. And then she can't sit down. Yeah. And then the next day she actually can't sit on her ass. I will admit that I laugh every time that Ned Gowan says, come sit by me. And he's, she says, I'll, I'll stand. stand. Thank you. And then they all laugh. <laughs> it's like, ugh, gross. So they make it back to Castle Leoc finally. And then here she is, Mrs. Fitzgibbons. Ah. 
what a fresh breath. We love you. We love you so much. Uh, so is everybody seeing the, she's on Twitter? Everybody's Mrs. Fitz. Mrs. Fitz. Yeah, Mrs. Fitzgibbons. Uh, Everyone's in the Grand Hall. Annette Badland. That's oh, her. Oh, God, that's a good name. That's her. The, everyone's in the Great Hall to welcome Jamie and Heavy D and the boys and Jamie and Claire back. And they're all like congratulatory about them getting married. And then they step into the room and then we turn around and there's Calm and his wife that's draped in about 20 foxes. Uh, Letitia. Letitia. By the way, Horrocks is played by a man named Lachlan. Omiaren mm-hmm. and Letitia is played by Aislinn McGuckin, yeah. which is the two, those are the two single most Scottish names we've had on this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, just as an aside, Annette Badland has a Twitter account. It is Annette Badland One because apparently someone stole her. Annette okay, guys, Twitter can we <laughs> listeners? There are a lot of actors out there that don't feel recognized for the work they do. Can all of you? Go on Twitter, find Annette Badland, and Annette say, Badland one, Annette Badland one, and and it's uh, Annette A N N A N N E T T E Badland like a Badland, and then numero one, mm-hmm. and say. You are so great on Outlander. We love you so much. You could also, if you want to, say, I really love your episode of Doctor Who, which is what I might say. Which is actually, like, her thing is, like, actress in Doctor Who, Outlander, Hazel, and Art. Well, now I want to watch all these shows. Right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> but let, it would be really fun. It's like, it's like, um, like, a oh, what's a, the fucking thing where you're obnoxious and everyone hates you and you have a party in the middle of the street? Flash mob. Yes. Like flash a Twitter mob. flash mob. Can we all just tell Annette Badland one how much we love her? That would be really fun. I would like that. Okay. I'm going to do that right now. Good. Janine is so, going to start it off. They're back. They're back at Castle Leoc. Everyone's partying. Colm and his wife come in and it's very, very awkward. It's icy. They are not, well, specifically Colm is not, she seems like she's just, she gets that he's not happy and right. she's just trying to be nice. She's just trying to be nice, but he is icy. And then he turns around and leaves. Like he doesn't, he, he says something to Claire. Yeah. He, oh, it's so long. For TV, it's like insanely long. He says something to Claire about congratulations on your nuptials or whatever, but he never looks at Jamie and he never says Jamie's name. And then he just turns around and waddles out and it's like, <laughs> oh God, that was cold. And then we're in the room with him and Gilf and Ned Gowan. And we find out that Colm is pissed because he knows about the Jacobite money raising while because they were out on rent. right after Willie got done scraping the human feces off his boots, he went to Colm's uh, office and, and said, told hey, just so you know. Yeah, so we find out later that Willie was the mole, but Willie was totally the mole. Ugh, Willie. You know what? I'm okay with that. The the Jacobite cause, mm-hmm. maybe not a particularly sound investment. Right. So Colm is pissed and he is yelling at Dougal and he's yelling a little bit at Ned Gowan. And then Dougal has had it up to here with the likes of this guy. Julie just tapped under her chin. <laughs> and he's like, I collected your rents. I do this. I have assured your bloodline. And everyone goes, crickets, crickets, Everyone in the room is like, record scratch. This is the first time he's ever said it out loud. It's Hamish's dad. The emotional effect is is a lot like this. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a bomb just went off and everyone in the room is like, I can't hear things right. Did he just say he's Hamish's dad? Yes, he did say he was Hamish's dad. And it like everybody's like, and the room stops and Colm is furious. And uh, 
what did he did he just banish it? He's like, get out, get out of my room, get out. And then does he talk to Jamie for a while? I can't remember. Meh, whatever. No, Jamie. Well, at some point, Jamie says, uh, "You're mistaking mm-hmm. concern for guilt, mm-hmm. uh, for gilf." Mm-hmm. Um, and it is uncomfortable. And then we're outside in the digital snow because it totally looks digital snow. It's weird. Like I don't it doesn't. Know. I'm an accepting viewer. I don't notice. It such didn't things. land on them. But whatever. We find out Gilf is like Willie did it, and everybody's they're fucking with oh, Willie. No. Gilly, Gilf, Gilly, Gilf tells him. Well, Jamie tells him to stop. Right. Then there's a whole like Fraser Mackenzie showdown, but they're beating the shit out of Willie, mm-hmm. and so their hands are covered with poop. Yeah, because Willie just <laughs> can't stop <laughs> taking a Willie. Dump. Willie won't stop shitting. <laughs> Uh, so the the uh, McKenzie guys are beaten up on their own, and then Jamie and Murtaugh come in and are like, "Hey, stop it!" And they're like, "Back off, Frasers!" And then all of a sudden, we are reminded: clan politics. Jamie and Murtaugh are technically outsiders. And then the man who invented Gelf golf mm-hmm. walks in, and they fucking figure right it out. In. Whatever. Um, uh, they, but they all go off. It's obvious that there's like a faction in the clan. This mm-hmm. is a serious issue. Mm-hmm. Um. And Jamie is all confused and upset. And then he's talking to Claire about it. Her hair is especially he curly Mur- in this episode. He and Murtaugh go back and are pissing on the castle wall, which is hilarious mm. after what just happened to them. They are tr- they are straight up pissing on the Laird's castle after they have been reminded right. of their outsider status. Right. And they're like, uh, Murtaugh's like, we got to get the fuck out of here because things are turning against us. We have to pick sides between Dougal and Colm or get out of here right now. And then Jamie figures out a plan and he goes up to Colm and he's like, look, here's what you do. Oh, he figures out from Claire. Remember, Mm -hmm. like he talks to Claire because there's a whole they are just chatting about them being at odds, blah, blah. And then it looks like Claire is going to get into bed and Jamie is going to go with her. And she says, "Uh, what are you doing? He says, I thought. And And she's she's like, think "Think again. again. And turns over. Cold wife. And he is not happy. Mm-mm. Don't come into my bed after you beat my ass. Get out. So then Jamie goes to Colm and he's like, look, you've got to just let Dougal be Dougal. You got you to gotta let Heavy no, D. Where does he get the idea from? Because it's the, oh, wait, it's from Murta. Mm-hmm. Because Murta says it doesn't matter. The Jacobite thing's not going to happen anytime soon. Right. Mm-hmm. So, he, so basically he goes and says, listen, this isn't a reality yet. Spoiler sec. Je suis spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we really need that as just like a go-to sound bite. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll get it. We'll make some sort of button. We'll get you like a DJ pad where you just press. I got a MIDI pad. I'm trying to figure it out. Great. Yeah. Um, he goes and he says, the Jacobite Rebellion is not going to be a problem anytime soon. Like, they don't have money. They don't have men. They don't have resources. They don't have support. The clans are too busy stealing each other's cows to get it together to agree on anything. Just give him the fucking money as a present and it'll solve all the problems. Yeah. And Colin's like, fuck you. Okay. No, fuck you. You're right. So let's oh, add. Also, we skipped the reason that Colm is so mad at Jamie is that he married an English woman, knowing that means that no one in the clan will support him as his successor. Yeah, Jamie which can't means succeed. that Colm was planning to fucking find a way to bypass Dougal so that Dougal wouldn't be the chieftain. God, Sonny Corleone. It's he is Sonny Corleone. Okay, so Jamie has taught Colm down. It's all going to be fine. And then who is it that's like invite the Duke of Sandringham over because he's a Jacobite. And then that can see it seem a little bit um, 
like you're trying to get ahead of it or trying to understand to it feel, more. To feel it out. Well, it's Ned Gowan who Ned says Gowan. that. And then Colm says, Ned Gowan, do not think that agreeing with me will get you out of my display. Whatever. It's a sick burn. Yeah. And he's just like, shut up. And then somebody makes some really bad gay joke about the Duke of Sandringham. Something about, Something about protecting your hindquarters. Yeah, protecting your butts. Like, Although, you know what? I'll say this. They all don't want to get fucked in the ass. But they but also no, there's no gay panic. It also like, just seems kind of normal. Freaked out <laughs> like, or conflicted about their masculinity. Yep. They're just like, oh, well, I mean, he's going to try to stick his finger up your anus. So, like, just be aware. Just be ready for but some grab But he's a nice guy. He's a yeah. nice guy. Yeah. Uh, and then um, Leary shows up. Uh, oh, no. Jamie has to go to his private place, which is actually just by the creek. And where we real, I'm realizing now that we skipped the first time. Leary is like, why did you do that? Uh, I just don't want to talk about it. Uh, we're basically she says like oh well you kissed me you did all that kissing of me and then you married this asshole and he's like oh well it was Calm's arrangement mistake that's Dual what I said like why mistake. are you leading her along why don't you say I'm sorry I have incredibly hot fucking sex with that woman and I'm never gonna look at you again bye I think it's that thing that some dudes do where they don't say the truth to avoid having someone react negatively to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janine's raising <laughs> his hand. Janine's raising hand. Confirmed. Confirmed. Yeah. Confirmed. Um, anyway, he fucking it, earlier in the episode. There's they meet in the hallway, and she says the shit, and he does kind of like string her along says, a little bit. It's not you. It's Dougal. It's not you. It's Dougal. <laughs> as opposed to it's not you. It's this incredibly hot boning I'm having with my soulmate that I got married to. So you can piss yeah. the fuck off and get so out of my face. Jamie is very conflicted. His wife won't let let him into the bed, which is not a minor thing because it's symbolic of everything else in their relationship, and he is in love and it's hurtful and he's upset and he doesn't know what to do. So, so he, he, goes skip to his, rocks. he goes to a special thinking place to skip dick rocks. <laughs> to, to skip dicks. Mm-hmm. He's really good at it. Yeah. Add that to the list of things he's good at. Yeah. Skipping dick I rocks. I think that it's probably uh, related to bean flicking, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, finger dexterity. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. On the wrist. And it's, and it's, it's all, all on the wrist. On the wrist. <laughs> it's all on the wrist. <laughs> <laughs> so he's at a special thinking place when all of a sudden Leary shows up and I'm sorry you can tell that she's all tarted up before she takes off that cloak because her hair is down it looks like she's got extra makeup on and she's there and she's doing this thing that um oh I I I do not speak ill of my fellow females I acknowledge our folly from time to time and when you're real young and insecure and you want to seduce somebody. You put this face on that's like halfway between prostitute and frightened rabbit. Help where it's me. like you look like you're going to cry. But also you want to dick like immediately. Just put it inside me. I just, I remember the first time I saw you, James Fraser. It's just, she's horrible. She's fucking horrible. Not the actress, by the way, no, she's really she's good. She's great she's because great. we hate her so much. But at the same time, I get it. Like, I remember thinking, oh, this guy liked me. He doesn't like me anymore. I just need the right circumstances mm-hmm. to remind him why he liked me so much. So Leary's trying to make that circumstance happen. She drops her cloak. Boobs are out. She's wearing a corset without anything underneath it. It's more like a bodice of some sort. Mm-hmm. And she she has a it's shady dig at Claire about she's been married before. But 
I've lain with no one. I've lain with no one. And I want you to be my first and my last. And it's like, I'm a virgin to spoil me. And then she tries to kiss him and he gets really close because he's really horny because Claire won't do it with him. But then he's like, no, I made a vow. And then Larry. And I won't break it. Is very upset. And she collects her cape and flounces the fuck away from the stream. Which when you're Scottish sounds like flounce, flounce, flounce. She flounced away. And God, her boobs must be so cold. Mm hmm. Because all that digital snow. And he, he screams behind her. I wrote this down. He screams behind her. I'm sorry. And I'm like, don't be sorry. She's horrible. He doesn't know she's horrible yet. Don't be sorry. It's just, the truth. He just thinks, don't be sorry. It's the truth is good. Yeah. But he just thinks, oh, here's this girl that I kissed a couple of times mm-hmm. who had a thing for me. And now I'm married. I should be compassionate. That's right. the right thing. He right. doesn't know that she's awful yet. Yeah. Janine. And, and uh, also, though, like, yeah, she had a thing for him. He had a thing for her. So No, he really just wanted somebody to make well, out with. He had a boner for her, at least. He did have a boner for her. Uh, yeah. Guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, that's some much-needed perspective from Janine. Yes, you're right. He did I, have at a this thing. point, I'd like to give a shout-out to Savannah, who <laughs> sent us a Patreon message with, with <laughs> saying very nice things about the show. Uh, thank you, Savannah. You're the best. But uh, then she added that she always imagines Janine as being Chris Hemsworth from Ghostbusters, which is Exactly right. Yeah, it is. Totally true. Yeah, and then she added an incredible gif of him walking down the hallway. Which I'll be recycling and, for a while. Um, yeah, somehow it's she, pretty good. Somehow she got a gif of me walking down a hallway. <laughs> How did mm-hmm. she get a picture of it? How did yeah. she get a How picture of our Jimmy? How did that even happen? Anyway, so Jamie goes back to Castle Leoc, and there's Claire with her extra curly hair. This is where the extra curly oh, hair is. It's so curly. Like, wh- why did it get so fucking curly out of nowhere? But she's brushing one curl over and over again. And maybe that's it. And she it, was just so going like, curl by curl. And Jamie's trying to talk to her. Uh, I, I don't remember. He, he he realizes that the spanking was a bad idea. And that maybe their marriage is going to be different than his parents' marriage. And maybe... I think you come... Where from wherever you come from, things are simpler mm-hmm. or safer, different or, or different or whatever something. it is. Um, this was my parents' marriage. This is everything I know, and maybe between us, it has to be different. And then he takes his dagger. <sighs> hey, I'm sorry, his dirk, his yeah. dirk, and swears the same oath. I'm not sure if this is clear in the show. It is in the books. Oh no, it's the same. Okay, the same oath that he swears to Colum. Basically, he like, swears an oath to her as, as his, his laird. Chieftain. Um, and points the dagger at his heart, and it is moving and hot as it fuck. is very hot. And then she's obviously conflicted, and he says, "Is that not enough? What do you want from me? Do you wish to live separately?" And which I like. That's the detail that I'm like, man, this guy really committed. Mm-hmm. He doesn't try to have it annulled. He just says, "Do you wish to live separately? Do you not want me around?" And she says, "I feel that I ought to." But I don't. But I don't. Uh, I'm and, and then, then this is my pick. 
This is the hottest sex scene in the show. Yeah. It's you in the past have said other things. Uh, no, that's after watching it again today. This is the one. I was like, it's the one. Although the one that starts the next episode also pretty hot. But yes, but not in the same. Yes. Not in the same. This is, it's. Um, this is raw. V- yes. It is. And it's vigorous. Very like an- animalistic. Like, it's like when they you just, dig your nails into somebody. Yeah, and like, they like the, the need is intense. Um, and so I did say it was like, um, yeah, can you sex to get naked though? Because they pull their clothes off so fast and because they just have to do this right now. But it's, oh. And then when, so the really key moment is at some point she ends up on top and as she's just having the longest orgasm any woman has ever had right. in life. And the quickest one. God damn it, Whoa, She's basically coming this whole time. Right. Well, I mean, but that's like really fast oh, for that to happen. Oh, I know, but it's always fast. <laughs> I fast know. for it to happen, always. Mm. I'm talking duration. Yes. It's just like, I'm coming and I'm just going to keep coming. And I'm going to hold this knife to your throat. Yeah. And he, she holds the knife to his throat and makes him swear that if he ever beats her again, she can tear out his heart and eat it for breakfast. Yep. And that doesn't sound sexy. And yet I wrote, I will cut your heart out and have it for breakfast. And then I wrote down, this is pretty good doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it really is. Mm -hmm. It's really hot. And then there's a switch and then he's on top and he says, uh, you're mine, money down. And I mean to make you call me master. And I'm sorry, that's pretty hot too. Yeah. Yeah. And then it peters out, no pun intended. I will say that the first time I've ever seen his back and it looked like makeup was in this scene. Oh, I didn't notice because I was too distracted by the feeling in my loins, loins in my dirt. There was a little bit of an edge. Mm. And I was like, oh, blend, bitches. So, <laughs> blend it out. I'm sorry, the makeup artists were probably distracted. Uh, yeah, everybody on set was distracted that it's day. It's really, all all the rumors about the two of them dating in real life, I am convinced they all stem from this scene, because in this scene, how could you do that and not immediately go home and fuck that person? How could you not actually be fucking that person? I, like, like right just, there. Like I'm there. Sure, they're not because it those sure people, like it. they're thoughtful people. There's an entire group of other people. Yes. There. No, I assume they were like, <laughs> let's pretend like we're not turned on by this, and then I'm going to see you in six hours. Yeah. And then I hope they just fuck their brains out because it is hot as shit. Right. So, anyway, the next morning they wake up, there's more cute chat. That's when he says, what does fucking mean? What does fucking mean? What about sadist? Yeah. Uh, I kind of fault you for your something Sassanak. Anyway, uh, then they have some cute like, oh, maybe whatever. we'll do it. No, we're too hungry. Yeah. It's like that. Food. It's like Vixen. If you if you bet a Vixen, you have to expect to get bet. Yeah. We're and just then, like, <laughs> they're about to do it. And then they're like, <sighs> breakfast. Uh, and then Claire just glances under the bed. Oh, by the way, the this bed. all happened on the floor. Oh, yeah. In front of the fireplace. Yeah, no bed. This is on the actual floor in front of the fireplace. You know, luckily, because Jamie has to roll there. all over the ground to get in his clothes. It was probably pretty cushy. Right, right. Okay. And then she looks over and what's under the bed? An eyelash. A fucking Blair Witch bullshit yeah. stick thing. Not uh, good. And she pulls it out. She's like, what on earth is this? And he says, oh, it's an 
El Wash and Al Wash. Yeah. Uh, who who would on earth would have put something like this under our bed? And he, and he gets her and goes, real stony. Blackout. Credits. <laughs> it's hot. Uh, all right. So let's do the scales real quick because we're pushing our time limit. Yep. All right. So uh, first we'll do costumes. Hmm. I was really interested in the kilt rolling around on the floor and when. Um, no, that's in the next episode. Never mind. Okay, so on a scale from America's Next Top Model <laughs> to RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars. Oh my god, no, nothing, no. Well, but think about process, right? Because you brought up getting dressed, so I thought uh, process, getting dressed, clueless. Ooh, solid choice. Okay, I'm gonna agree with that. Okay, so next, uh, the getting up to get a beer scale. We're gonna save the doing it scale for last. Can I, can yeah. I offer a, a costume note? Yes. Uh, there's a picture of Jamie in pants, and it's weirding me out. Of Sam Huon or of Jamie? Of Jamie. Oh, it must be from France. He wears. Ooh, France. No, he's, he's wearing pants in this episode, or this the image on IMDb is connected to this episode. Oh, nah. No, turn, turn that. Can you turn that shit? Uh. No, I'm gonna bend. No oh, way. yeah, the duel. Oh, at the, the duel. That's the next episode. Oh, well, mm-hmm. fuck them. Nah. Okay. No, no, no. It's That's okay. okay. We'll, come yeah. to, we'll come back to the pants. All right. So, <laughs> uh, so the get up to get a beer scale. So, I mean, there are a lot of things that happen. There are a lot of things that happen. There's not a lot of room for pause here, but it's not quite as crazy as the next episode. Would you say, rather than giving you a scale, I'm going to give you a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Some incredibly intense highs and some like take a breather Maybe, moments. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thelma and Louise. Yes. It's Thelma and Louise. Excellent. And so them going over the cliff as Claire fucking him while holding the knife to his throat. Yes. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. You guys agree so much. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, last scale. Doing it scale. Um, I do not think that I have actually ever seen a movie that had doing it as hot as this in it. I'm trying to think of a sex scene I've seen in in television or in a movie no. that's as hot as this. I can't, I truly cannot. And that blends, this is actually one scene that I've seen. You guys mm-hmm. showed this to me after the wedding to give me some context about other stuff. Um, but this is like the one, like I can't think of an instance where there is as much like love and animosity and violence mm-hmm. for the thing that happened and then the makeup aspect of it like it is so well rounded it mm-hmm. it's surprising. well it's like it makes it clear that all both of them has wa- have wanted to do the entire episode yeah. is just be together and all of the absence makes the heart grow harder <laughs> woof <laughs> woof um i can't think of one if you can think of a sex scene hotter Find us on Twitter. I truly cannot think of a hotter really sex scene. And part of it might be because I'm so distracted by the feeling in my loins. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> like revisiting all, that scene right now. We're only talking about it. And I'm and just I'm still like, thinking about you know it. What I appreciate about much. it. Neither of them is all that concerned with making sure their body looks amazing no. because they're just fucking. They're just straight into fucking. <sighs> yeah, I know. I know. Okay, yeah. All right. I know. I know. It's, it's making right. me bother. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So, all right. so now, um, 
Do, are there things we have to do besides list our patrons? Uh, let's, let's just think empirical, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah. empirical. Thank you. We just floated the uh, growler of the honey rye cream ale. It was delicious as always. Empirical, exploring the science of beer. We love you very much and thank you for your support. And if you're in Chicago, go check them out. If you're not and you're visiting Chicago, first of all, like send us a message and say, hey, I listen to your show. I'm visiting Chicago. And as long as you don't seem insane, we will totally meet you for a beer. It's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then also just go and drink their beer. It's wonderful. Foster uh, and, and Ravenswood. And, and you go there. We're not far. No. <laughs> no, we're not. All right. And we also need to thank all of our Patreon patrons. Um, they're all wonderful, but we are just going to list the people who pledge enough money that we list them every week. But I, we think you're all wonderful. Uh, that is Kathleen Moniz, who has never listened to a single episode. She will listen to the one that her daughter records with us. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jen Lander Drunklin. Uh, excuse Still me, funny. Jed Lander. Still funny. It's great. If you ever want us to say a different name, just even for kicks, like if you're like, I want you to call me um, like Boomsday Sweatpants, <laughs> we'll do it. Uh, Friday Peyton, also a fake name, right? Yes. Yeah. But you know what? We know who you are, Friday, and we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Beth Locke. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a real name. That's real. And Amanda Newton. Thank you so much for sponsoring the show. You're the best. Uh, please follow us on Twitter at PodlanderCast. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash PodlanderCast. Uh, give us a review on iTunes. It really honestly does help. Or Stitcher, wherever you listen. Subscribe. Tell your friends, etc. And if you decide to, to give Annette Badland... One. One. Some love. Let's use a hashtag... Oh, mm-hmm. And that we're going to start it at, well, I don't want to, it's because this won't come out for a couple days. Okay. Uh, so let's do um, uh, f- hashtag fits mob, like yes. a flash mob. Yes. So it's F I T Z M O B. Hashtag yes. fits mob. That's great. I like an edit no, you just do another one when the episode comes okay, out. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag yeah. fits mob. Please, if it's just. Janine and Julie and I, I hope it still brings her joy, but let's like, let's give this woman a little Christmas tree and make sure everyone knows how much we love Mrs. Fitz. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. Oh, hey. And thank you so, so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode of Podland Drunk Cast. Bye. Bye.